1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Naishad Gadani coming to you from Melbourne. And it is 157th episode of Career Care Edge. And on today's episode, we are talking about how to get a job without applying for a job. Online. Them online. That's right. How to get a job without applying for a job online. So we're going to be looking at some of the creative approaches that we have practiced me and Caroline, and some of the approaches that we think uh, are great, worthwhile to practice as well. But before we start to kick off the discussion, I think I want to also, you know, give a, you know great shout out to all the Victorians as well, because this is the second week, second day in the row that we have got a donut. That means that we have got zero uh, cases, new cases, and zero people have died, which is absolutely amazing effort that means that you know retail is going to open from tomorrow and eventually we will see that some of the jobs will also come back to you know as the businesses start to open as well which is a fantastic news uh you know and you know soon you might see you know a lot of people a lot of jobs also appearing on seek online and a lot of activities will also start to happen as well so kudos to everyone and their effort uh, but before we start to kick off also the discussion let's welcome caroline brown
0: thanks Nesh i feel very welcome every time you say welcome so <laughs> yeah it's fantastic to be here at double donut i didn't quite get what the donut meant until i realized it was zero inside a zero so i'm not a visual person which is a bit of a pain but anyway so visual metaphors are often lost on me so but yes it's fantastic to be here and um I'm really looking forward to talking about how to be creative in applying for a job because, as we all know, applying for a job online is frustrating. And I, I did see this uh, status update about, you know, getting rejected from putting your CV in and using it as a learning opportunity and approaching the company and getting some feedback. And and that all presupposes that that process works, right? So there's somebody's actually like your the the advertisements well written. Your CV is well written, you're not a match for the job and a set of eyeballs actually look at the CV Um, and then you know that that somebody will get back to you with feedback. And we all know that that process is um, pretty broken and even more broken with the thousands of people that are applying for jobs. So um, we want to give you more empowering ways and more creative ways and where your personality can come out and shine out and shine through that will help you actually Um, you know, be in that conversation often where jobs are being created, like the the problem is there in the workplace and you're part of the discussion. So, yes, I'm looking forward to digging into this topic and having a chat. And just want to say hello to Balan and hello to Noor as well. So thank you for joining us.
1: Excellent. So, yes, if you've got questions or if you know somebody who is used creative strategies, you know, please, uh, you know, share their ideas as well. And as usual, if you know somebody who might benefit from uh, this discussion, please take them here because you might do a world of benefit to them as well. So let's kick off this. So as me and Caroline, you know, I've sort of told you about what to expect in this uh, you know, today's episode. So we'll be taking turns to explain some of the things that we have done with our clients in terms of using some creative approaches. So I'll kick off with her, you know, with her resume. I'm going to show you, it's, it's not particularly a resume that you will find this is not a resume, but it is. But I'll give you a brief background about that so that you can keep this in context while you are seeing this as well. So I worked with a client where she, her previous... Uh, her current role when I, when I started to work with her was she used to sell furniture you know, in a high-end furniture shop as a retail assistant. But she sustained a workplace injury. So that means that she could not do what she used to do uh, because her job also involved you know, lifting things and putting them away and everything else. And I think she had a hand injury. So that meant that she had to look for a new job or a new career potentially and what she told me is that she definitely had uh you know a career in mind which was if you go to buy a new home in the, you know those display homes there's a there's a particular person who helps you select the colors of the of your of the of various rooms along with the panels and everything else to make sure that they are aligned, There's a, there's some theme running through that. I did not know that there's somebody who is dedicated to do that with home builders. And there was the first time that I'm hearing for that. But as you can imagine, those jobs, we could not find online at all. And those jobs were called color host. I never heard of that phrase even before. So what intrigued me is that if there are these jobs are not being advertised that means that people internally might be feeling the role because you know it is it will be pretty difficult for for them to go out and advertise for certain specific skills while they can internally groom somebody else take over those roles so that posed the question that how do we really approach this market at all so we decided to approach it very creatively that meant that we decided to go out go and outreach all the big builders, all the home builders. And we picked up ten home builders in uh, in Melbourne and we thought we we're gonna approach them. But how are we going to approach them? So we decided to create a creative resume and this is the resume that I'm going to show it's you.
0: It's called
1: the flipper. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Shane, Shane flipper. Shane flipper resume. So it's actually a resume right now this was the first version that we created i kept it you know for my own learning as well as you can see it's got a clip here but this was not the main idea eventually what what we did was you know we created a a ring here and it shows like you know if you go to bunnings or anywhere else you know it's it it looks like that color card as you open up and you can see different shades of color and that's what it was meant to be First of all, you know, on the first page it talks about who she is. On the next page, it talks about my mantra. So it says design mantra. What is my design mantra? What do I believe in in design? Then the third page talks about what are her signature skills. What does she know about it? Now, you know, interestingly enough, she also did interior design back in, uh, you know, when she, she so she had an undergraduate degree in interior design, which really helped her really, you know, you know, make that point. Then we talked about values. Then we talked about her experience, all those things. And then we sent it. It took us, you know, probably $20 to, to make this. And since she was, a, you know, an artist by herself, she did all the designing, you know, and all the creative work. And then we decided, we, I went to uh, on LinkedIn and found out the HR manager's detail of 10 big builders. And we decided to post them because, hey, you know, um, if I'm going to send something to them on a, on an email, I'm pretty sure that it would go in, a, in the, uh, you know, in the trash can straight away because it's not easy for people to understand. So we decided to send them. And interestingly enough, she got an email back from one of the biggest builders of, uh, you know, in Victoria or even probably nationally. And the HR manager wrote her the email and said, look, it took a while for me to understand what did you send it to me. But I must tell you, I have in my 25 years of career, I have never seen somebody approach me this way. And here is, I, we are currently not looking for anyone in that position. But mind you, I'm going to keep this on my table. And that's these are her words as soon as the position becomes available or anywhere else that i see that your skills can be utilized i'll i'll reach out to you personally and what it did was that it really gave her the spark of motivation that she was looking for she said there's somebody out there who can who's listening to her and who's listening to her skills and who is interested in her you know in her experience and passion and that's what what she got out of it it was an absolute joy to see that she read out this email that the hr manager sent and you know it it really boosted the confidence that is required to summarize you know we we chose specific way to present her skill because it is it is aligned to the role that she was looking at and we we posted it out directly to the person who will open up. And that's very essential in this case, because you want the right person to open up this particular you know, resume retrospectively. You know, I thought, you know, you know, started to think more and more. I thought, you know, if this would have gone to a project manager or site manager or a sales manager, for example, I think this may have created a different outcome. But the point was that you know, this $20 exercise gave her that boost that in terms of confidence that she was looking for kb
0: yeah i think it's a great story because um well uh you know it's it's appropriate for the job that she's applying for um and it gives her a boost um as well so you know that approach wouldn't work if you're going for a banking job at a large corporate but totally appropriate for Um, what she's applying for and also showing a level of um, creativity um, as well. So, no, it's a a great story and, um, you know, that's what you've got to keep in mind if if you go and um, do these things is who's the audience and how do you actually make a real connection with them and an appropriate connection with them. So I know a friend of mine tells a story about a guy applying for a job wrapping his resume in a basketball. (laughs) I mean, that wouldn't work. For everyone obviously but maybe a sports company or, or sports retail outlet for sure so yeah so that's a yeah great story i've got quite a few to share that are more kind of um anecdotes and, and reflections also reflections on some of the guests that we had and one of the things that really struck me was ben's example about um basically um being in the mind when a business is experiencing a problem and having the discussion that helps create a solution with you as a person that implements that. And so he gave us a a, a little story about in some of his networking where he was reaching out for discussions, he'd see what one company was advertising and present that to a similar company and say, you could hire me for this role. You know, this is a company that's got probably the same challenges as you, it's already defined that the problem, you know, the solution's already defined, you should hire me for this role. And that that's what I, um, I really like, that proactive approach. And again, it's within the context of the conversation. So it's not cold emailing, you know, that description. It's having that conversation, uncovering the business challenges, you know, working out what a solution might be and how you could assist with that and that being articulated in a particular job description. So I really liked um, that example. And also the thing is quite clever from a psychological point of view because the company that you're presenting to, that that too, you know, has that fear of like it's that kind of fear of missing out. So, you know, this other company is doing that. We should be doing that. It, I like it also because it's proactive and it's also demonstrating the in the act of that because we always talk about how to add value it's demonstrating actually how to add value so yeah i really like that little example
1: absolutely i think uh, i also like what ben said around um you know taking one job description from a company to the other that's one, what I'm talking about. uh yeah. you know because yeah yeah you know that that's pretty pretty interesting though and obviously that just requires you know it can be my views that the you know with a lot of awareness about the the, the problem mm. the solution you know and and also confidence to you know to engage in those conversations also mm. Mm. uh because traditionally we we not job seekers are not used to engage in those kind mm. of conversations yeah. you know as well uh that's right and you know on the same just a quick one um uh, we had uh, Joe yesterday. And Joe also shared the story of her partner, of how he's a you know partner is a copywriter and how he uses uh, wine bottles and create labels which with his quirky writing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know and and meet the the ad agencies and the marketing agencies. And I think that's a that's a pretty remarkable, but also pretty uh, targeted approach because mm. those, those people will understand those kind of quirkiness mm. around them. Mm. And it is so easy for them to relate to that. Mm. Uh, you know, rather than um, you know, finding a copywriter on seek or mm. uh, you know, or anywhere else, right? And wine, um, yeah. wine
0: example is a real if you've ever read wine labels, they're a work an art form in themselves, you know. It's like hints of raspberries grown in the south of France in this rare valley of I can tell I'd be crap at it, but you know, that kind of um that kind of writing as well. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: You got that
1: story? Yeah, I have. So I worked with a young architect, uh, you know, grad, uh, you know, back in 2010-11. I used to work in the Job Services Australia. So we would not get many university graduates come through our doors looking for work. Um, but, But here she was, and she showed me her resume. It was first meeting, so I was just, you know, the first meeting we usually you know, find out what the job seeker has done. What are their interests? Are where are the barriers and things like that? We started to chat about her experience, and she told me about. She actually showed me the blog that she writes about architecture and her interest. And she would take pictures of if she is walking in Melbourne. Uh, you know, take pictures and just write things around what she thinks that the architecture stands for. And you know great buildings and she'll write things about it. She attended a lot of you know conferences you know you know uh, traveling by herself and paying for those conferences and she also wrote blogs about it. Now she's absolutely fascinating creative person. but as soon as I saw the resume I said, nah, this is not going to work like it's a it was so bland now the, the content was pretty great, but it was just a standard resume, like a retail resume. It is nothing exciting, and it wasn't innovative. It wasn't actually demonstrating how creative she was. It wasn't showcasing her passion and her genuine interest in the world of architecture. It wasn't. And I said, you know what, I'll I'll be very honest with you. This resume sucks. I need to get rid <laughs> of this resume. I'm going to give and you feedback. <laughs> and she thought this is sure. not what I came here to job services yeah. Australia for I'm not here for that I said but this but but tell me are you getting any responses she she said no I said that's pretty much right I said you' are mm. wasting your time with this resume so what do you want me to do I said okay first of all get rid of this we are not using this okay she said that's fine I said you know just just be creative you know and and showcase your you know tell them t- show them your work right and tell them why you enjoy your work these are the two examples right so tell them your passion why you are doing what you're doing and also the other bit of pieces is that you're going to to showcase your work you want to tell people how creative you are right and these are the two briefs that i told her and she said all right okay let me think about it so after a week she came back with um you know a2 size paper they actually actually she came with an envelope and she said, this is my resume. I said, OK, let's look at it. So she we looked at the resume and it opens up various folds. And every fold had some writing about her, but also her work as well. Right. So, and it was strategically put. And as soon as it opens up, it creates a big you know, picture. It gives you a real solid picture of her passion, her work. It will immediately, out of 1,000 people, will immediately differentiate her. Right. And I said, "This is beyond even my imagination. What you've done." She said, "Now, with ball is in your court. Tell me what to do now." I said, "All right. So, te- you know, tell us which ten companies do you want to work." But she said, "Look, there are these are the few architects that are really cool, creative. I want to work with them. Okay, all right, let's do that. How about you take, you know, you you know, take a copy of these 10, uh, 10 copies, and really send it to them with a personalized message." So what do you mean? I said, just post it to them and see what happens. Right? So she posted it a week, uh, not a week, a fortnight, three weeks later, she came back and she said, a couple of architects did give her a call back straight away. And one architect actually took a picture and tweeted about it. She said, it is just mind-blowing. She said, I've never expected these responses from them, you know, and I'm going to meet them, you know, and see what, you know, whether they've got a job work experience, everything else. But, You know, if you look at even the the investment that she did, to you know, to create that was minimal. However, the the outcome was you know you know maximum that she could get the get in touch straight with the with the people who are who can appreciate the work. You know, when you when you see something, you can you know you can appreciate that work, and that's what she did, and. I don't remember whether she got a job or not, but what was very clear that she knew that the traditional way of looking for work is not going to work. She'll have to demonstrate just because she is in an industry that people will will like to see the work more and understand whether you have a genuine interest in in this vocation or not, rather than that you're writing about it, that I'm a great architect. I don't think so that matters a lot. So that's my second story, you know, which is absolutely heartwarming.
0: I just got a little pop down from things saying, your mic is muted. Yes. I was just saying that is such an awesome story for those of you who can't actually lip read. So, yeah, I mean, just obviously really creative person with blogging and really passionate, but... You know, I think we, we hold ourselves back when we look for a job and think that we actually have to follow these strict rules um, when really that's just the sort of advertised way to find a job. So, um, yeah, I think that's amazing. So, And also people, you know, that have, we're all salespersons, people in our jobs, right? We're all salespeople. But when it comes to actually selling yourself, people don't apply those same sort of sales techniques or tactics, but then I think it comes back to you are actually selling yourself, you're not selling a product or a service or a company. So, but just keep that in mind. So um it's funny that you say about the Twitter, um, you know, that being tweeted out. I have a story from quite a few years ago, about eight or nine years ago, about, you know, when Twitter was first starting to be used by by people a lot in Australia. Um, there was a girl that worked in HR and it, for a, a one of the not-for-profits, but she really wanted to get into Deloitte. So she basically set up, she was on Twitter quite a lot, so she made it really clear on Twitter that that's actually what she wanted to do and she asked for help um, in, in, you know, helping her with tips, uh, with introductions, with approaches and all sorts of things. And the people that she added to her Twitter account to follow or followed on Twitter followed her back, but they were people like me in the career space, they were resume writers, they were people that used to work for Deloitte, they're employees of Deloitte. Um, it was quite a fa- famous case within sort of the HR and talent community. So basically she started to get a lot of advice, people uh, connected with her, um, it got on um, Deloitte's radar because obviously they monitor who's talking about them in the social space. And um, she ended up getting an interview with Deloitte um, and getting a job with Deloitte in their digital marketing um, as well. So um, a really great tale of um, how to crowdsource your job search and um, get a whole lot of support. So there you are know, really creative ways you can actually um, use social media to do that. And um, obviously, you know, you're not hiding what you're looking for. You're not hiding it from your employer. But you're also not hiding your successes or your failures because I think, um, you know, what what was really clever about it is with people in my space, in the career space or the uh, career coaching or job search coaching space, we all had a bit of a vested interest. So we're really keen to look at how she did it but also um, to, you know, our help for her was public as well. So, um, you know, uh, that that sort of her act, actions helped us and we helped her at the same time and that was amplified. So it was very, very clever. And I think she ended up working for Deloitte in, for a long, not a, for a period, but also, um, you know, that kick-started a, a change of career for her as well. So, um, and I know, I, just going back to Ben, because I think he's been sort of the most, uh, creative person that we've had in terms of uh, lateral thinking about recently on our, on the show in terms of finding a job, I mean, he has that tribe of eight or eight people, the eight, and they share, their, their, on, on their um, LinkedIn, they share their activities. So it becomes a story for, you know, people to present an interview about what they've been doing. It makes it, their job search more efficient. And also if people are looking for, creative people or some people in that space, there's their activity, um, you know, shown shown for everyone to, to learn from. So there is different ways that you can use social media beyond, you know, commenting on blog or commenting on LinkedIn or liking or sharing or giving the thumbs up. You can create a community around what you're doing um, as well, which gives you support. And it's a great success story.
1: Absolutely. I think, KB, I can completely second that. I think Twitter is not particularly Mm. used, especially in Australia. I think that's a, and it also creates an opportunity. I think, you know, it doesn't matter whether you are in accounting or IT or engineering, I think there are still ways for you to use Twitter, uh, you know, more efficiently Mm. and, and resourcefully. You know to to be able to create those those close connections with people because twitter works very differently you know if you look at um you know how did i get Vikram, the comedian from india mm-hmm. to to come on our show was out of a tweet that i have i asked him to you know come and you know talk to us about it i've or similarly reached out to another you know founder or uh, You know, he's he will be coming on in, in you know, three weeks time. I've just, you know, engaged with him on Twitter and, you know, finally agreed. And it's a a great, you know, tech uh, journalism startup in Melbourne, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is going to come on our show as well. So I think Twitter is uh, probably not understood by job seekers because people think politicians and business leaders and... You know, right wing and left wing, uh, you know, people only used to have a go at each other. There's, but there's so much more to Twitter than just purely about those engagements. I use Twitter yeah. for both the reasons. I also engage in, in, a, in, a, in a political conversation, but I also use for my career purposes also. I follow everyone on Twitter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Because for me, yeah. I just want to get a sense of the world. Uh, Not Mm. just from a view of LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is still very, very narrow view, Mm. uh, if you look at, but Twitter is more, you know, more open and more uh, what we say, you know, quirky and, Mm. you know, and more in a way exploratory, you know, suddenly you'll find, oh, you've never heard of that thing. Wow, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, you know, it it is LinkedIn is becoming too, too crowded, too noisy. But Twitter is still still very exploratory.
0: I think with Twitter too like and this goes for all social media like you, you look on Instagram and most people have selfies about like selfies me 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 and after a while you go oh look th- there is more to life than taking a picture of yourself and, and putting it up and the thing to remember like with this particular example is that while she was seeking out help it, it was about thanking people and reporting back and all those sort of little networking things that you can do that actually demonstrating not like it wasn't just about her, it was about I'm, I'm also uh, circling back publicly. I'm pe- thanking people publicly so I'm showing that I've got uh, good manners and good etiquette and good networking skills but also supporting the work of people who are supporting me by doing that. And I think that's the clever thing about it. And, you know, the same with most social media as well. You know, it's not just about what you're up to. It's about using that to to start a conversation um, that is then, you know, is useful to you and useful to other people as well. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, I've got another one yeah. uh, which is around using Facebook ads. Yeah. Now, I I read about this person of i've got two stories around it i know somebody who got a job using facebook ads targeting to particular individuals also but if you do not want to go on that path uh, there's this person that i actually spoke with in last fortnight and i wanted to you know get him on our show talk about the uh, you know this creative approach but this was run as an experiment. He was not intending to get a job, but he wanted to run an experiment around it. I'll, I'll tell you more about So, you know, so what he decided that he wanted to work with Tesla. Tesla is the company that he wants to work with. So what he did was, you know, that I want to find out where the Tesla, uh, you know, headquarters are. And then I want to find out where, where the CEO of Tesla, Elon Musk, where does he work? So he found out a couple of addresses by doing you know Google searches and everything. So actually found out addresses where those things are right because you can target Facebook ads in you know from a particular location to how many kilometers do you want to target this ad for right? That's what that's the first thing that he
0: did is,
1: mm. to, is to find out that. So he put a twenty-five k radius, uh, you know, from that. Then he created, you know, a profile, but on his profile, you know, there is a big banner says that, uh, you know, that I want to work with Tesla. There's some hook point, but also it says I want to work with Tesla. He's got his picture. And then he created a a Facebook ad that particularly targets, um, you know, which goes into the news feed, not on the sidewalks. He wanted to go on the news feed. And he wrote the ad, which talks about, you know, who he is and what he will bring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It clearly says that I want to work with Tesla. And if people click on that, then he created, you know, gave the, uh, you know, LinkedIn as a URL where people can go and check out his LinkedIn profile, right? That's mm-hmm. what he the whole thing, right? You know, very, very targeted into that. And he spent 20 euros okay. for doing that. And I'll tell you, some of the results that he got out of it was mm-hmm. that. 1600 times the ad was shown uh 1300 people using the facebook so 1300 people actually the the ad reached to 1300 people mm. and there was 2 3% ctr that means percentage of mm-hmm. times people saw the ad
0: mm-hmm.
1: right 3% ctr i don't know what it means that's click through
0: rate Ish.
1: yeah sorry
0: it's click through rate
1: Click through red. yeah 48 times the ad was clicked. Yeah. 48 times the ad was clicked and it took seven and a half Euro to reach 2000 people, right? And five and a half, six euros to get thousand impressions, right? Mm-hmm. Now this is what out of just $20, he created two different ads. Uh, you know, one was probably, a you know, a impression one, just, you know, it comes mm-hmm. over there and second was, was, quick. and he spent this much money to, to get this response. Now mm-hmm. it's a clearly very, very smart way to approach, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and specifically, and I'll, and I'll probably say that again, if you are an accountant, if you are an IT, if you are into engineering, you know, you don't think that, ah, oh, yeah, but you know what? This doesn't work for me. No, it works. Because people who use Facebook, that's what you want. If people, somebody who you, you want to work with is browsing Facebook and say, wow, oh, this guy wants to work with my company. Oh, well, let's click on that. Oh, ah, mm-hmm. that seems pretty creative. Let me and say you let only
0: need one, one good click, don't you? That's one it. good click. And with those things as well, I mean, what's to stop you having a, a downloadable white paper, for example, you know? Like, and, and in that that instance, you get. Um, it's very easy to use things like Mailchimp, for example, and get gather an email address or lead page. Like these tools are really, they're very, they're very straightforward to use, and they're they're pretty low cost. And what's to say? Who's to say that you couldn't, you know, design a if you're in IT, design a white paper on um, a particular solution that you know that helps a, a really well known pain point. Um, you know it's something that people really struggle struggle to um struggle to articulate and you know with those sorts of things if you kind of clearly describe the before and the after you're going to get the right kind of and get your targeting right in terms of who you're aiming at you're going to get the right people looking at it as well and a, a bunch whole bunch more than would actually look at your linkedin profile too so yeah
1: and secondly is that you know, what you said about the white paper or report or something mm. you, know, you can you can actually outsource this stuff if, you, if you think that oh but they should i can't write you know i'm not that's great just just gather the bullet points just put the big ideas and you know advertise your requirement to upwork or air tasker or anywhere else i think there'll be people who can really help you articulate write those thoughts mm. and create a really friendly design for you mm. to say wow this is great and then you know because that's a hook point and that's what i think if you look at what uh our another uh you know amazing guest amir did he presented a project report to mm-hmm. his internship interview that absolutely floored the interview and say hang on this is what you have done even before you started to mm-hmm. work uh, that's pretty remarkable mm-hmm. and i think this idea of white paper or report case studies right mm-hmm. they are they're always that always brings eyeballs. People are always interested in practical ways to solve a problem. What did you do over there? Right. Mm-hmm. And give give your knowledge away. Don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to withhold those that knowledge. Mm-hmm. But the idea of Facebook ads, I felt that was pretty, pretty smart. Because I, I now remember I asked one of my clients, uh, probably six, seven years back when LinkedIn was starting to pick up. I I said, you know what, you should go ahead and put an ad on LinkedIn as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do that, try it out. I'm not saying that I've never done that, but he did try that out. It mm-hmm. did not give him a lot of, you know, things because LinkedIn ads were, it's pretty expensive than a Facebook ad, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. But I, I really liked that idea on, on Facebook where you can actually target a lot of things, but mm-hmm. also, you know, have a relevant content written as well
0: well it's a bit better than sorry linkedin but the green open to work i mean i look at that and go that's great but open to what kind of work which obviously should be on your linkedin profile and uh, yes it is making it easier but you know ultimately people want to hire problem solving problem solvers so people that have identified a gap that that in your business that they can actually solve i've got a couple of and i'm just going to bring it up on my phone here um about cold approaches and, and how people have structured those letters. So, um, because I know that actually what to say to people, like how the hell do you, we say, we, we all say, yeah, be creative and solve problems or whatever, but it's like, how do, I, how do I start to write that, you know? So I've got a couple, one here that um, with one of my clients, and again, it's an example of a creative approach. He was working in supply chain and logistics as a manager. Uh, But he really loved wine and he wanted to um, change his sector experience, do a similar sort of job, but change his sector experience. So we looked at um, the major wine companies uh, or global wine companies and thought about the types of people that would manage their local operations and figured that basically that they might open a letter rather than an email um, because people don't get so many letters anymore, but letters kind of, you know, they, they seem a bit important. So um, we sent a letter for him uh, to the CEO, knowing that the CEO wasn't his target. But if the CEO tells you to op- tell somebody that uh, is working for them to do something, generally they go and do it. So um, the opening line of this letter was basically, and also with this guy, he'd actually been interviewed before. By the company. And I know a lot of people go, well, could I reapproach somebody that's interviewed me before? What do I say without sounding like you're begging for a job? So basically, what we put was um, as our opening uh, paragraph was uh, six years ago, your organization interviewed me for the role of general manager in supply chain. Out of 150 candidates, I came a very close second and just missed out to somebody who has wine experience. Naturally, I was disappointed, but since then I've followed your company with interest um, and you've actually kept the door open and been discussing um, contract opportunities with me. And then um, the reason for my letter is, um, having achieved the milestones in my current job, I'd like to explore the possibility of uh, me being employed at your company So basically, you know, yes, uh, we're we're reinforcing an old connection. We're actually turning that into, um, you know, it was a close second. And the fact, it doesn't matter that I've missed out. I'm still keeping a very close eye on what you're doing. So, um, you know, that I can respond to feedback. I've got resilience. I'm actually really interested in your company. And then we went into, you know, identifying some of the issues or problems or challenges of that company in three ways that he could actually um, serve that company, so um, he got a got a meeting um, from that that particular letter. So don't neglect letters, um, you know, for the right people. Often a letter will end up on that desk, whereas a resume through an ATS system will not even be populated as part of a database. So I know, you know, if I'm sitting here and somebody sends me a letter. I open it because we don't get them anymore. I only get bills, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just think about, you know, again, you could actually just, you know, I suppose with wine company, this was a very traditional wine company as well. So, um, you know, they respected the fact that they'd gotten, gotten a letter, basically, from someone. So never neglect, never neglect the letter is the moral of that story.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic one. I completely agree with you maybe on the idea of receiving letters. I think the the old is becoming new. Right. Now. Yeah. You know, you know, I would still, if you receive a personalized letter from somebody, you know, specifically at a higher position who sends this letter and it comes in a great envelope hmm. and it's, you know, it, it really targeted. It Mm. really is warm and personalized. I'm pretty sure people will take notice and, you know, that's the point. And secondly is that you want... I was going also
0: want You
1: go, sorry. I (laughs) was just going to jump in. KB, you want, as KB rightly pointed out, that you want only one person to trust you. You want only one person to say, you know what? I want to give a chance to KB because Mm. this is what she has done. It's It's pretty you know, relevant to, uh, you know, to our business, uh, you know, pain points. And I think I'll give her a chance, you know. Mm. So, yes.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, we have, you know, it doesn't work every single time. And with this kind of approach, you've got to expect knockbacks. But, you know, if you can just start the relationship with somebody, you know, not necessarily that they've got a job. And, you know, a lot of CEOs and senior people say, I think we had a, a guest the other night, you um, who was saying people are, are open to receiving applications, but yeah, not everybody gets back to you. We, I think we, we had about a one in four strike rate with that, so I was pretty pleased with that. And people that we thought would say yes um, didn't didn't respond, um, but that's that's uh, that's the way it goes. And I think a twenty five percent success rate is not too bad with these sorts of things. The danger about this approach, though, is that you get too attached to the outcome. So you go, I sent this letter and this person's going to, they absolutely have to respond and then there's crickets and that stops you from, you know, keeping on trying. So you've got to know the numbers that are attached around it as well because then you go, yeah, well, I've got a 40% success rate, so I'm actually doing pretty well. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more and, you know, I, I think what's what's also important. One of the things that can work also along with that is a phone call, because mm. now you've got a reason to call them. Mm. I, I remember. I remember one of the idea that was floated around the global financial crisis, and I read a book called "Gorilla Marketing for Job Seekers," 2008 and nine. Were fantastic, and he talked about the idea of coffee cup, and did he send a coffee cup? with your resume inside it right but the most important thing is that you track the coffee mug is being delivered or not but as soon as it gets delivered and you get notified that Naisha has received the coffee cup you immediately next half an hour you call them Mm. and say hey I'm the person who sent you the coffee cup which I wanted to catch up for a coffee Mm. right because that's what that's what is more important because just by sending it sometimes does not give you the result but then sending it and following up with a call because now you've got a reason to follow mm-hmm. there you got, you got some common things to talk about and then you see I say hey is that you that you sent me yeah that's right that's me that i've sent you so tell me what you think about it because i'm really interested in this opportunity mm-hmm. i really want to work for you so I order to find out what how do we take this conversation forward mm-hmm. that will give you that kind of confidence that you can reach out to people, you know. And we have also seen, I'll, you know, give you one more example in just in, I think it was in Melbourne or probably Perth. I think probably Perth somewhere. There was a young graduate and what he did was he printed off his resume on, on a giant, uh you know, paper, right. And he would carry that. And he, I think he stood probably at Flinders Street or, you know, the other one, I don't exactly remember. But he stood there. And as people walked by, they continued to oh, what do you do? What do you do? And then what happens is normally people click through this and send out on social media, look at guy, guys looking for a job, help, you know, do something. And people just naturally gravitated towards the story, right? And eventually he landed a job out of there, right? Now, it's a... Uh, it's a humongous amount of courage that you need mm. to stand. <laughs> first of all, you're standing there, being you know, because the first thing is that you'll be ridiculed, mm. right? Right? And then you're standing there with a suit and a tie and with you know, with that resume, right? You you've got to have a, the real courage required. Because I, I remember following up with him because I wanted to get him on my podcast but we could not you know, find the time. And I don't even remember his name now, but that's a fantastic story just happened. I think he was in Melbourne or Perth, mm. anywhere else. You know? But that's a fantastic story of a graduate, how he grabbed the attention mm. in a right way mm. and and really got the job that he was looking for.
0: Mm. Yeah. I was just gonna back, go back and tell a little tale about follow-up and creative thi- like your coffee cup tale. Um, and this is an example of follow-up that we did Um, but you could apply it totally to looking for a job. We had um, uh, an HR manager for uh, one of the investment companies that we were trying to target for outplacement services, and we'd had one meeting with her and it went really well, but in that meeting we discovered that she really liked wine. And after several phone calls and several emails, we couldn't get a second meeting with her. So we went to um, the bottle shop and we bought the cheapest, nastiest bottle of, not bottle, cask wine, wrapped it up and had it delivered to her and and, and attached a note and said, now, we know you really want, like wine. If you want a better bottle than this, you have to come and have lunch with us. And, of course, she said yes to that. But sometimes you just got to think about, you know, okay, how am I going to get somebody's attention but also know that, she actually was just an extraordinarily busy person and it wasn't a priority for her but you know lunch and a bottle of wine your favorite bottle of wine for a wine lover who could who could say no to that so and two charming people so um yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely i think you know uh bali said you had the great thoughts on trying something i fully agree with that on trying something new, you don't mm. have nothing to do i can And with one example of, and since Balin comment, I remember a resume that I saw of an accountant. And the resume was in a form of a profit and loss um, thing. Mm. Right? And it was very uh, profit and loss and credit and debit. There's some four things that it was there. It was spectacular. It was to the point that if you hire me, what are you going to gain? What are you going to lose? you know, what's the proper, it is just in the context of career. And they mm-hmm. were sent to somebody, account manager, you know, finance manager, look at that, that's pretty creative, right? That mm-hmm. immediately grabs people's attention. Right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's another thing that I would say. I think we have seen, you know, somewhere that the, the person sent donuts, uh, you know, with his resume also, right, mm-hmm. to this recruitment agency or the talent acquisition team to get their attention mm. um, it's a, you, know, rem, you know remember the, my, my view is that it has to be relevant mm. you have to back it up then you don't you know if you if you take any idea that you don't fumble on the phone mm. and say oh, this was nation's and kb's idea just implemented talk to them that's what that's not going to work right mm. yeah. do your research do your research if you means that you you follow the company if it means that you follow the person that you want to work with mm. on, on facebook on instagram or on linkedin and find a hook point find something that relates to them mm. without some, a stalker but mm. it just, just make sure that it, it really connects with them mm. and, and there's nothing to lose over there obviously you you'll invest your time energy and money
0: to mm. produce
1: certain uh you know certain kind of resume. Or application but i think that's worthwhile so what are your parting thoughts uh,
0: yeah i'll just give one tiny little anecdote which was totally free which was and from myself i was doing some volunteer work um helping asylum seekers find jobs and i went as part of that i went to this um, warehouse this eco warehouse and got talking to the warehouse manager there And um, it was when I first had um, started to, well, I'd left the corporate world and I was just looking for contract and consulting things. So I sort of looked around and saw it was in a bit of a mess. It was a growing business. And um, I went back to my desk and it was a few days later and I sent her an email and in the email headline I put why not pester Esther as my email. And, of course, she opened that and it was like, hi, Esther, it was wonderful to meet you the other day. I was in your warehouse and I'm just wondering whether you could use the services of an HR manager to, to, um, you know, help you put some policies and procedures in place, something along those lines. And I got a contract out of it. Um, And I think I just cheekily used the words, I was wondering if, you know, you could use the services of a talented individual like myself, because we had built that kind of rapport. Um, So, yeah, no, don't be afraid to just, you know, keep it lighthearted and have some fun and keep it, you know, don't sell the whole, you know, your entire resume or everything that you can do, but just really think about well, what's going on in that business and what, what set of my skills could I apply to help them versus, you know, giving her a long history of, um, you know, what I could actually do and she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't have even read my resume basically. So, yeah, just a, a final little idea to, as a, parting thing to go
1: off with from today so yeah absolutely so uh so that's pretty much it for today so you know hope this will inspire some creativity uh mm. you know in your approach if you want to brainstorm idea if you come up with an idea and say nation or kb this is what i've thought about you know you mm. uh, know shout, give a shout out to us we'll be more than happy to help mm. you because you'll also learn in that process as mm. well equally learning process for us as well uh, so feel free to reach out to us now for tomorrow tomorrow we are going to talk to Prakash Menon. and if you have not heard about Prakash Menon, then go and google the name is uh, also fondly called as PK and he is in uh, Melbourne uh, originally comes from India he used to be on the board of Myers and it absolutely sensational story of a. Uh, Migrant, that literally came with a few hundred dollars and made a huge career, you know, working with Meijer for a few years and transforming you know, supply chain and logistics operations for Meijer and saved millions and millions of dollars. And he's written around 40 books mm-hmm. on various aspects. His, you know, his first book is called Driven, and it's a fantastic story. But tomorrow we are talking to pk about thought leadership it's an it's an area that he has invested a lot of time and energy in and we want to pick up his brain around that and whether thought leadership is just a buzzword or does it mean anything and how you can be a thought leader so it's going to be a fascinating interesting discussion tomorrow but tomorrow it would be at 4 p.m uh not at 3 p.m so make sure that you log in and join us at 4 p.m not at 3 p.m until then uh look after yourself and your loved ones and yes tomorrow we will go to shopping because retail is open
0: (laughs) and also don't forget to follow the hashtag career care package on linkedin don't forget to subscribe if you're and hit the bell notification if you're watching this on youtube as well and i do want to remind people that on thursday um, I sent round an email to my database, so about 7,000 people or so, and I've had so many people come back to me and go, I'm really looking forward to this one, which is the story of Simon who went from being addicted to ice, being in prison, to rebuilding his career to now be an operations manager and it's such an inspirational story. Um, so, you know, if, I always think with, when you li- listen to things like that, if, if you can turn your life around from that kind of those sorts of circumstances. You can do anything. So, um, yeah, don't forget to tune in on Thursday as well.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for the reminder, KB. Yes, we will see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye. For Bye. Now. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.